American dream is not dead. Listen to Neil and Jeff share their leadership experiences through a new kind of leadership podcast. This is The American Hustle. I'm leveled up. And this is my world Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever, however you are joining us. Welcome to The American Hustle, where we believe the American dream is not dead. This is the podcast about leadership, entrepreneurship, and business, and just leading everything, your community, your family, yourself, with your heart. I'm your host, Neil Simpson, and I am joined, as usual, with the decorated producer. Uh, I'm Jeff, the Italian stallion. Oh, he, I threw, I lofted that up there, and he was like, I'm Jeff. I'm Jeff. Okay. Yep. That's cool, Dad. So, obviously, first thing of all, uh, I want to say is take a moment, like, subscribe, and give us that five-star rating. And coming up in this episode, we're going to be talking about titles. Yeah, well, actually, I was going to say when, uh, when I led with the producer, uh, you know, I, I thought about vamping into something, you know, uncharacteristic for me, but... I, um, I almost half expected it. I Right, right. <laughs> I actually was, I was, I was half planning it, but uh, for me, the value of... Saying what you mean and meaning what you say is such a, a a guiding principle for me. Yeah, that I I feel like we should value the fact that the producer encompasses the accuracy of of your the scope and breadth of your job title in that regard. Yeah. Right, and that is your title. You are the producer of this podcast and all of our podcasts, actually. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with that, folks, this is. A uh, reasonably a sister podcast of a highly successful niche automotive market podcast called I Speak Jeep, which you can find on YouTube and all of your favorite streaming platforms. And if you like vehicles and, and you know, quirky oddballs talking about, you know, Jeeps and other sorts of, you know, automotive interests, then I suggest you head over there, check that out. At least give us a listen or two. Um, and if you don't like it, I bet you you know somebody who would. So share it with them and, and say, hey, check out these guys. I dig them for their, their leadership and their, their, their motivation. Uh, but here's some cool stuff they do about vehicles, right? So check that out. Yeah. And we will be talking about titles, which I think is so valuable because on, a, on an aggressor standpoint, right? And understand, I, I preface this by saying, you know, going on the offense – we as individuals are not special, right? No, no matter what your mom told you or your aunt or your grandma or whatever, we are not, we are just not that special. And we try constantly to upchurch how special we feel yep. and how we then communicate to others just how special we are. Always desperately trying to fill that void, that vacuum of that special feeling. And we'll be talking about that today, obviously. Absolutely. Anywho, is there anything else we need to cover before we jump into employee titles and, and our conversation thereof? I think we just start right there. All right. It. Did we talk about the quote of the week, that there will be that coming oh, up at the end? There will be a quote of the week at the end, yes. Yeah. So, and and I, I bring it up, folks, for, for your listening. If you're the first person uh, or this is your first time joining us, that is uh, a, a really fun segment of this program because I... Um, I am never aware of it. Jeffrey, you know, sorts out the quote of the week, and uh, I make sure not to look at it 
Uh, he would probably claim that I make sure not to look at any of the stuff he, he, yeah, he puts together. <laughs> um, but this I actually intentionally don't look at because I like to experience with you, our, our listener, in an organic manner, kind of being made aware of that quote. So stay around for that end of the, po- uh, of the program. Titles. Titles, podcasts, uh, podcasts. Well, we will talk about this title for the podcast. We will. That is part of this. That's right. That's right. So where do we start? Well, I think we start with, do titles even make a difference? You know, when you talk about different companies that are out there, uh, we titled this episode Sandwich Artisan. Okay. Because <laughs> there are san- sandwich artisans. But yes. what, what does that actually mean? Yes. Does and, that actually make a difference to that employee? And, and of course, Sandwich Artisan was made famous by... Uh, I'm... Subway. Yeah. I'll yeah. throw Subway out there. That's fine. Bring, send me the cease and desist letter. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that one was made famous by Subway, and uh, they, they started, you know, titling their, you know, their entry-level employee as a sandwich artisan. And, and you know, I, I got to be honest with you. The, the reality of that position is they are, you know, making a sandwich, which is They're which a is deli fine. clerk. <laughs> They're a deli clerk, right? <laughs> And, um, and that's not to say we shouldn't take pride in what we do, right? But we should not focus on the title so much as the process and or the employer-employee relationship. That is the, the crux of this for me. I'm going to challenge you with a question about that. Sure. Since we brought Subway up, does Subway, did they create that title because they wanted the employees to feel a sense of pride in their work? Mm-hmm. Or did they create that title to set themselves apart for their customers? I I think they did both. I I think they did both, Jeff. And, yep. and uh, um, and and ultimately, I that concept for our listeners does not affect how I feel about the emphasis placed on the title. Right. So. We, if we were to step back and just say, okay, if we were in this, this corporate behemoth's shoes and, you know, we have Delhi clerk, let's just use that yep. for example. And, uh, you know, and we're in our, our marketing branding meeting and we're sitting around and we go, you know what? I think that our employees would, would respond well to be calling an, an artisan, a craftsman of sorts, right? Yeah. And... And I could totally see that think tank, that boardroom, that, um, you know, that brief aha moment spiraling and people being like, yeah, this is great. They're going to take pride in being an employee of Subway if we call them a sandwich artisan. Likewise, uh, our consumer, who we are then, you know, trying to attract into, knows that we're more than just a deli, right? That we employ a higher skilled individual, right? Those things I recognize to being a catalyst within that boardroom and the idea that, you know, you might want to upchurch your titles. Correct. Okay? So this is the valuable part. I'm glad that you said that. I'm, I'm so happy you did that because that establishes the foundation or the baseline of this conversation. Because only then do we, after we recognize what their intentions were likely uh, motivated by. Right. Can we then say... They focused on the wrong thing. Yep. That ultimately is, is my, my end of the conversation. You're focusing on the wrong thing. And maybe we'll, we'll kind of follow through on that conversation. We'll leave it as a little bit of a cliffhanger. 
um, on that. And as the program, you know, kind of uh, unfolds or unpacks, we will then say, okay, what should we be focusing right. on? Right. So <clears throat> do titles make a difference? And then there's obviously the conversation about the, you know, the podcast or, or even marketing or branding your business. Right. And so I think that uh, they, they 100% do. And again, not having had a, a great planning session with you before this, I want to tiptoe into businesses and titles uh, as far as the names of businesses. Yep. But I don't think I want to focus on that. I think we want to focus on individuals within I, the business. I agree. That's what you had planned for yep. us. Fantastic. You're so right. the, the thing that I want to bring up, since we talked about Sandwich Artisan already. Yes. The, the next step is how does it affect leadership? So if you come in, let's just say, well, we'll keep using Subway. Why not? Yeah. You come into Subway as the new store manager or director of Sandwich Artisans, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because you came in at that title, mm-hmm. do you have the respect of the employees initially? Initially. I, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't have that answer. That so, would be interesting to... So typically, uh-huh. depending on how... The, you know, there, there may be some animosity because they wanted that job or whatever. Sure. But typically, a title will initially command respect traditional i see what you're saying there so the question about traditional hierarchy of businesses correct that's fine yep 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 i'm with you but does that title continue that level of respect does that just having that title by just having that title does it have enough weight and measure to say i am the you know the authority in this given conversation right that ultimately all of our teamwork aside you know the the last bit of the day shift responsibility falls on my shoulders. Right. Right. Yeah, I get that. And I, I don't think it does personally. It doesn't, it will not carry you. It it doesn't, you know, and, and that's the part that we spend so much time or there is a population of people who, who lie to themselves and that's just what it is. Right. It is factually incorrect to say that somehow this title, this, uh, level of facade of marketing is going to carry me as an individual or us as an organization through the difficult conversations that inevitably always arise in business. Correct. A title can give you a false sense of entitlement. Yeah. Yes, that is a great one, folks. If, if, you're, if you're taking notes, if you're having conversations, if there's feedback on the show, you're going to want to jot that one down, right? And <clears throat> so we have that. But then we also have, uh, my, my big thing is a lack of clear communication uh, to the end user, right? Yep. That title, what does that mean? And, and we'll, we'll kind of, again, you know, address that as we go forward. But that's a big one that I always talk about with branding at, uh, at a, a, a business level, what you name your business and what you, the offshoots thereof and right. your employees within because then when we're communicating to that consumer what those titles actually mean, yep. you go, okay, what am I getting for that title? As a consumer, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to go see the sandwich artisan. Is he the same as that decorated sous chef in, in you know, in a large urban center, right? right? I, or if I'm not getting this, you know, uh, 
super elaborate, <laughs> you know, super elaborate meal prepared for me. Are we really an artisan? Right. You know, and and I, I are we getting a sub that's decorated and with all the little garnishes around it? Yes. The drizzles on the plate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so uh, it creates potentially a false you know, a, a, a logical fallacy. I, I don't know if you call it an oxymoron because at the end of the day, you're getting a deli sandwich. Yep. Maybe it's a hot sandwich and they do a nice job. It's just important to know that I actually really like Subway and yeah. I like some of these businesses that do some of these practices. Oh, yeah. And the issue is um, I'm not faulting them. I see what their intention or their motivation is. But ultimately, us as a society currently find ourselves very caught up in these titles and these perceived entitlements, right? And while we don't in our full-time employment, you know, realm, don't actually have some of these upchurched titles, um, I can see where there is a, in other businesses, we see where people squabble over what their roles are at uh, you know, at a, as a GM level and then as a, you know, a, a, a shift lead yep. and, you know what I mean? There's all these kind of interesting... Shift lead, shift supervisor, shift manager. Well, what, what are you actually? Who's doing what these days, right. right? And then ultimately you have the guy who's, or girl, who's just the, the regular employee. Yep. And they're like, okay, well, they, everybody else has got a fancy title. Yeah. So I need to be a sandwich artisan. Right, because we've created all these other titles to be self-fulfilling. Yep. You no, know? and you know, you're listening to this podcast, and I hope that you're getting something of value out of it, folks. And I, I really hope that we're reaching people at an organic level who are enjoying the conversations. And this might come as a little, a little bit of a shock. So you know, prepare yourself now. But if you are the person who is making. Uh, a handcraft good in your kitchen, in your personal garage, if you are part of a online marketed program where there is, you know, thousands of other people, you know, selling a good and, and encouraging other people to get into this activity with you, I'm sorry, but you are not a CEO. Right. You're not. Take that out of your profile picture. Take that off of your resume. That is a need to self-fulfill. If yep. you have at some point in time put that on your, again, a, a leading piece of paper or profile information, you need to take a good look in the mirror and understand what the value of chief executive officer means. Oh, yeah. As we continue to That's use That's way more titles, responsibility than what you're going to be doing in your home office. <laughs> 100%. Right? 100%. Way more responsibility with that one. And if you're making soap in the kitchen, which, again, is my, my fallback you know, piece. And I love folks who are making soap in their kitchen. We need you. Absolutely. You might, make, you might be the next great you know, Johnson & Johnson product, right? Uh, yes. So go forward. But I, I can darn near bet if your focus is on calling yourself the CEO of kitchen soap making – then you're not focusing on the right thing, just like those Subway execs were not focusing on the right thing. Correct. Okay? So we have these titles. We feel self-fulfilled when we use them. We think it gives us status mm -hmm. and a sense of priority uh, when we communicate with other people about 
what our role is, right? I'm the chief, I'm the executive, I'm the whatever, right? Well, since we're talking about how, how it really isn't a big deal to have a title or not have a title, what, what about when you are talking to a new company as a, as a representative from company A and you're trying to contact company B? Mm-hmm. If you just introduce yourself as, hey, I'm Jeff from company A, company B is probably not going to listen to you too much. Sure. So there is a purpose for titles. There is. And there's a time and place for them. Sure. But you also have to understand that sandwich artisan isn't going to command that respect. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and folks, I think that, so what I see in, in Jeff's, you know, kind of, uh, I don't want to say it was a contrary opinion. It's just adding to the conversation Correct. about what should the focus be on, right? So we're not saying that titles are irrelevant. They're not. Uh, they do make a difference in society. Correct. Right? But appropriately titling, appropriately communicating, and then ultimately, you know, being able to share with someone the actual nature of what you do and what role you fill. Correct. Those are, are valuable concepts, which, again, we breeze over as a society because we're all moving so fast that we go, hey, you know what? I'm just going to call myself uh, CEO. Yep. And when I call company B, uh, well, they're going to think, well, now I'm talking to CEO, which, of course, uh, reality is most CEOs don't ever make those cold calls, you know what I mean, or fulfilling orders right. or whatever it might be. Right. Um, but the person, again, who is making soap in their kitchen, is looking to command a little bit of respect, is trying to get a better price on uh, an ingredient they're using, you know, whatever it might be, yep. right? And so that's the motivation, the intention. It is that pride, and it is that communication to the the consumer, yep. right? That's It goes back to what Subway was doing in their boardroom. And I would love if anybody actually has any insight as to the people who helped brand or market Subway's, you know, level of, of, of information <laughs> there. You know, if you have feedback, reach out to us. Tell us, you know, what was happening in that boardroom for, for real, you know? Yeah. What was the motivation that. for that? Yes. So where should we focus as an organization or as an individual? How do we focus uh, our intention, right? So Subway doing their artisan or you know, for their consumer or their product or you as an individual, you know, toiling away in your garage or your kitchen making a, a home good product. If it's not on the title. Focus should be on your team. Building your team mm -hmm. so that they all have a sense of pride to the point that a title doesn't matter within that team. Team, I would say the other one, because if you're if you're just that individual making your hand jewelry or your soap or, you know, a, a metal good of some sort, uh, your wood craft would be your product. Correct. Right. And so the idea, uh, my my grandmother was incredibly uh, influential in my life and uh, a mantra of hers was speak softly and carry a big stick. Mm -hmm. And um, the reality is, uh, at this exact moment, I don't know that it was exactly Teddy Roosevelt or it was Winston I, Chil Churchill. I think it was Teddy Roosevelt. But I think it was Teddy Roosevelt, right? But I don't want to mis miscredit anybody. She was a big proponent of Churchill or Roosevelt and her, you know, how they kind of looked at life in the yeah. public sector. So <clears throat> the idea that what you're saying uh, from a 
team management standpoint, the focus should be on the team's experience. Yep. If you are an individual listening to us right now, your focus should be on the quality of your product. Yes. Right? 100%. And, and say understand or process. I should say product or process. Because a, a individual or a company, their, the quality of their product or process uh, will speak volumes. When, when you falter or your business falters, those things will lift you up. They will support you. Correct. And so if we, if we look at that, so from a, let's go with a small business, the large business standpoint, and we'll talk about maybe that subway model and uh, let's say, and then we'll circle back to the individual who might be listening to us. What does it mean to support your team or focus on your team? So you basically have to create a community or culture that promotes growth Mm -hmm. uh, and allows every member to take the same level of pride no matter what their title may be. Yes. Title should not matter in that situation. They shouldn't. And and the piece that uh, I truly value here um, in our supporting our parent company, SFJ 4x4, Sims Family Jeeps Inc. out of Connie, Ohio, is I have this mantra, and I probably don't do a good, good enough job branding it, and maybe this is my, my jump-off point, but it is the idea of building people, mm-hmm. building dreams, building Jeeps. Yep. Right? So that idea is that internally we're building the individuals within the business. We're doing our best to support them, uh, not just on an individual, but on a, on, a, on a familia basis, right, as a family level. Yep. Building dreams. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the focus of uh, our, our employees, and of our customers, Absolutely. right? That's what we want to, you know, we want to encourage people to have a growth mindset. That's that's ultimately what that line speaks to me about. Absolutely. And uh, that could be the customer who comes in and says, well, I really want to, I really want to overland in my vehicle. I want to go west. I want to hit up these events. I want to be able to do these things. That's a dream, right? We want to materialize that for them. Yes. The vehicle is just the vessel, yep. right? Uh, likewise, as our as our employees are concerned, hey, I uh, I, I really want to work with my hands in a full time capacity. I want to buy tools. I want to learn a new skill. I, I want to be, <laughs> I want to use my audio engineering background, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and ultimately, how do we actualize those dreams? So both at a an employee and a consumer level to support those individuals. Yeah. And then ultimately, we build Jeeps. Yep. That's 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 pretty low on our list of priorities honestly right uh but that's ultimately what we're known for that's what carries us into our market relevancy and and i would argue that the reason that that is able to carry us is because it is the lowest of the priorities that we took care of everything else first 100 percent. and then because we took care of the the take care of your people first they're going to take care of the dreams of the customers and then that's going to take care of that the process or the product correct and so it, it all goes down from and there. It, and that's that is easier. that is a part of the secret sauce of of what makes us a little different or unique to the environment, which would would ultimately we have to ask ourselves when we do these podcasts, what is our qualification? What is our relevancy to doing this? That is what is making us relevant to this conversation is to say, I see what Subway's doing. They're a behemoth, yep. right? They're a behemoth. And sometimes they just need warm bodies to stand behind the counter and say, do you want a 
whiter wheat or flatbread, right? right? And somehow they have to give a artificial sense of pride. And that's what they're doing in that situation. Yes. The unfortunate reality is that I would say that's not the most authentic way. And maybe if they shifted their focus, they might find success in other avenues. Yep. Right? So while we are talking about our our own business, uh, throughout um, our entire process, just for our listeners... Uh, my own personal take on things, and we are a actual registered corporation as far as our, our parent company is concerned, and I simply only ever go by owner. Yep. Right? And and that is, to me, uh, I actually do that for a, a purpose. One, I'm not looking to be self-fulfilling in any regard of my obligation to yeah. this business, right? But equally... I actually really take pride because of the focus that I've given the title owner. That means I own, uh, at the end of the day, I own the good, I own the bad, and it is my responsibility to uh, decipher for our employees, for the end user, what that looks like. Yep. Right? Um, And so for me, there is weight and means in that title in of itself. Now, how often do people actually, you know, that's that has been diminished in the public sector, right? When somebody owns something, they're like, oh, that's that's almost, you know, we almost brush that off, yeah. right? Now we want to hear chief financial officer. We want to hear chief executive officer. We want to hear these really fancy titles, yep. you know? But for me, having ownership means the buck stops here. Yep. Right? CEO almost says something to the effect of like, I'm just a... I'm just a player in this in this process and there's a board somewhere involved and there's you know a whole bunch of other gobbledygook somewhere in the in the in the conversation and that a CEO can be a pawn that gets input and removed and placed somewhere else and that kind of thing you yep. know So for now my own title that's pretty pretty big value well, you know and and for the companies that do follow that same mantra of having the title being owner and it's usually small businesses that do that right uh because once you get into corporations and and the legalities of it you got to have certain titles for legal reasons sure other than that they don't they don't have to be there yep um but if you are using the term owner in a small business and you are doing treating it the way that you are treating it Mm -hmm. your team below you is going to see that ownership and they're going to feel a self level of ownership in the business, correct? In the company, correct. And that's the culture that you need to have to have a very supportive team and growth. And that's the part I struggle with when I see small businesses that have a CEO and then you have three employees. And I'm thinking, A, you've never actually worked in a corporate environment, is right. my guess, or B, you kind of look like a snake oil salesman. Uh, because quite frankly, you know, like the reality of, of, being a CEO has other responsibilities. Yep. Right. Much what you just kind of mentioned. There are some, some, some legalese in there, and there's, there's usually an indicator of, of more breadth and reach in that position. You know? Well, and and I'm gonna talk about Furniture Row because I worked for them yep. for many years. Yeah. Great company, great structure, and they do have the the corporate titles like that because of legal reasons. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that they don't use them. Yeah. Uh, when the first time that I flew out to Denver, Colorado, to the, the corporate office 
for a training seminar. A guy came walking out, shook my hand, asked who I was, what store I was from, uh, introduced himself as Willard Westblade. Okay. Uh, I thought that was really cool, nice guy, just somebody that works in the corporate yes. office. Yes. Turns out he was a second employee ever. <laughs> nice. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Right. And I, I have uh, I have this similar I have the similar story. And for whatever reason, as certainly Western civilization, you know, Americans, we we fancy these stories where, you know, somebody's in the parking lot sweeping or carrying out trash and you know, the new customer walks past them and they say, Hey, good morning and the other they say they you know they exchange pleasantries and they go inside and they start talking to an employee and I said, well, that's really, you know, the, then the, the consumer and the employee are having the conversation and somebody says, oh, that's really a, a question, you know, better suited for the owner, or, you know, executive or something like that. And like, oh, are, are they around? You know, cu- customer says, oh, are they around? And says, yeah, you know, it's, oh, he's outside sweeping the parking lot. Yep. Right. We are enthralled with these types of storylines. And yet when push comes to shove, I think that there is a whole culture of people who are not living that. Correct. Right? Somehow we love that storyline, and yet we, when it comes to ourselves, we want to feel special. Yep. Right? We want to fill that, that special void that I was talking about earlier on. And that, that the piece, that's the piece that's a little lost on me. You know what I mean? Because this Willard... Uh, Westblade, yep. Westblade. I mean, that was a great experience for you. And I was at a business development group meeting, and I'm in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, as men often do, I'm using a, a, a stand-up urinal. And right, uh, only removed a couple inches from me is a, a hand-washing station. And I am—I find myself in a relatively small bathroom, trying to use the restroom. And there's this gentleman who is inches from me, washing his hands. And he's, he, he's in my bubble, yep. right? He's in my circle. And he kind of like looks at me. He's like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, I'm... You know, I give him the most generic uh, middle class, you know, small business owner response, you know, uh, something completely un- unfulfilling. Well, yeah. And, I, and of course, in, in appropriate fashion, I reciprocate. Well, how are you? You know, because that's we're, we're trained at this point to right. do these superficial elevator conversations. Right. Because because he's he's in my bubble and I'm trying to I'm in the most vulnerable position. I'm trying to go to the bathroom, you yep. know. Yep, the, the unspoken rule's been broken at this uh, point. Is, there are so <laughs> many things being broken. I mean, he is right there. And he responds back with, I'm actually having a pretty shitty day. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Talk what? about throwing you off. Oh, my. I, so many rules are being broken in this moment, right? Yep. And uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I'm not sure what to say to this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I am flustered, you know? I'm... Well, and how often does somebody just blatantly say that? How often does somebody own that? How many, you know? And I said, well, I'm, you know, and I'm a, I'm a pretty good, you know, I, I'm good to make that small talk. So I said, oh man, that's that's tough. I'm really sorry to hear that. Is is everything okay? And he said, yeah, you know what? I was I was late to a meeting today, and and then I I, I checked, you know, something else, and a package I was supposed to be getting, and it wasn't arriving on time, and and now I'm late to, or, and I'm having to. You know, I'm I'm late to a speaking engagement this evening, and you know I'm just kind of moving through the motions and and whatnot. And I was like, oh okay, you know, like, hey, how, I hope your day gets better, right? That was our interaction. Yeah. He obviously he was washing hands, so he leaves. I 
am now like trying to like figure out. I'm trying to decompress. <laughs> You're like, what happened here? Right. Still trying to go to the bathroom at this. Still point. trying to go. You know. <laughs> I got all I got all gun shy. <laughs> and I uh I. I, I wash my hands and I exit the the bathroom at this point and I you know to a uh, fortunately not for me but to a round of applause yeah right and uh, and and people are you know kind of like oh yeah hey you know and I'm walking out of the bathroom like oh I wonder what the commotion is you know and um, next thing I know the guy that I was actually talking to is the keynote speaker yeah and he is actually the financier. Of this whole organization, he is the money behind the means that all of these people have been recipients thereof. He has helped build, you know, hundreds of businesses, and he's a decorated individual himself. And and never once did he need to lead with that. Right, right. Here he is, as as human as can be. Now he had confidence. He had quirk because who does this? Right, right. But he owned his situation. Yeah, and he did not be like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, this is all mine. I did all this, right?" It right. wasn't. He wasn't pretentious in his delivery. He was just. He spoke softly, uh, quirky, but he spoke softly in this situation, and he carried a big stick. Yeah, right. Because the applause, the the pomp and circumstance, it was all for him. Yep. And we love that as 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 uh, as American, you know, uh, entrepreneurs. But yet, at a small level, somehow we feel the need to fill that that special void. Yep. All right. And that's the challenge is where is our focus, folks? And how do we prioritize that team concept if we are a small business or if you are uh, part of that church committee or your, your community organization? Or how do I prioritize a quality product or process? You know, to take it another step further, too. If you join a company, entry level, mm-hmm. and work hard because you want that title, that yeah. promotion, just stop. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. Yes. If you're doing it for the title, yes. you're doing it wrong. And yet people do. Yes. Right? And somehow, again, that's a lack of something in your own life, that, that need to, uh, the old phrase, keep up with the Joneses. Yep. Right? This, this advancement. Now, I, I would personally argue that COVID broke some of that. I will be interested to see it, how much we revert uh, to that ideology of, you know, that suburban neighborhood where everybody is uh, a general manager or a team lead or a yep. executive this or whatever. You know what I mean? I'll be interested to see how long it takes us to get back to that. But we've seen massive attrition among many industries where people said, you know what? I, I don't, I don't need this. I, I want, I, I want freedom. I want, I'll take a pay cut to be closer to family or to be more heard at work or something to that effect, you know? So, um, I'm, I'm going to share a story related to titles. Um, so after, after my store failed and we closed our business and real quick, I just want to contextualize for people who are listening. When Jeffrey says that, he was a personal business owner, and he put he did everything, quote unquote, right. He did the business plans. He he went to the development groups. He he did all the things that we are are in a cliche manner hammered into our head yep. when we think we're starting a business. Right. I, I did it by the book. 
And the book slammed shut on me. Yeah. So if this is your first time joining us, that that is the reality of Jeffrey's prior uh, attempt or engagement in, in the business sector. So with that said, after that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty depressed at this point. You know, yeah. I, I failed at something that I, my whole career has been based around, I right. thought for sure. Yeah, you were excellent in sales. You, you were... You were yep. uh, won all the awards. You you did all the things yep. in the traditional retail models. Yep. Totally had had no, didn't know what to do at that moment. Right, I failure was, had not been an option to that point, and out of reasonably out of your control. Correct. You're going, hey, I did everything I was supposed to do. Yep, yep. And and I know where I made mistakes looking back at it. Yeah, you hi, learn from hindsight twenty twenty. Always. But the the point of it is, is when you're in that low, you you lose some of that self-respect and self-understanding yes and i just needed something i needed work right so i just i i started looking for applications putting out resumes um i was trying to look for management level because that's where i'd been sure uh but i wasn't expecting that because i was just expecting that my work history would carry me yeah uh so i applied for a uh shift supervisor level at a security firm okay i went in for the interview at the end of the interview my reputation had spoke for itself. My work history had spoke for itself. Sure. And then my confidence in the interview. Sure. At the end of the interview, they said, hey, we, we're going to let you know about the job. We'll call you. Right. Now, at this point, I've never been turned down at a job interview for a job. Right, right. Usually, I'm hired at, at the end of the interview. So, my confidence is already shaken. Yeah. They told me they're going to call me. I'm like... I'm pretty sure I got that job, yeah, but right? that's that's weird. Yeah, that I have you're to be playing called. a little bit of a different corporate game, right? Yeah. you know what I mean. They have they have different proce- different procedures at that point. So what happened next is what blew my mind away. Okay. So I was in in security firms. The basically the title of the position that I had applied for would be considered a lieutenant. Oh, okay. They called me up and said, "Hey, we'd like to have you uh, start in two weeks. Come in on this Monday if that's good with you." Like, okay, yeah, that's great. I go in for the first day, paperwork. Um, the uh, head of the company is on the site that I'm applying to work at. Sure. And he shakes my hand, thanks me for coming in, and goes, by the way, we fired our captain and want you to be the new captain. <laughs> oh, my. So you're in charge of this whole security site. I'm like, I have no experience in security whatsoever yes this is your first time ever and you haven't learned you haven't cut your teeth at all i was like i don't know anything about security they're like no but you know management yeah we want you to do this here's your new pay rate that we didn't talk about this is what we're going to give you this are you good with that interesting so i ended up with a better work schedule better pay rate and everything than i expected because i worked hard to get there sure not because i expected it right uh and then the next thing is when i started to meet the team of people that i was working with that were under me i didn't introduce myself as a captain right i i in fact i told people don't call me that i, sure. I don't want to be called that right i i don't want that title i just want to be here to help everybody work efficiently right, right. i want to i want to do my job to the best of my ability yep right the title should follow not lead you into the room right Correct. and that's a is a really valuable piece again if you're if you're you know if you're taking notes if you're commenting back or whatever that title should follow you into the room not lead Right. And that's absolutely that's that's critical to, again, uh, where your focus should be. You know, now, as we shift gears a little bit, um, still applicable. What what is, you know, there's this is for me, we can unpack a lot. Right. Titling things, naming things in general. Oh, yeah. Um, And I have I have a a (laughs) 
I have a, a severe frustration when people do quirky names that they think are going to help make them stand out in industry. Um, I see that as a uh, status or income, uh, you know, kind of limiting how far you can actually advance, you know? Um, And uh, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that, but I see you have some stuff prepped for us. So, you know, why the American hustle as our title? What do you, what were you thinking when you wrote that down? So I wanted to talk about the fact that we tried multiple titles. Yeah, uh, we actually we beta tested this show a couple couple times before yep. we came up with a, a format we liked, a title that we liked. I think we changed the title three or four times. Every time we did a beta episode, it was a different title. Yes, it was. Uh, yes, I think it was. And, and I think it's important to talk about why we settled on what we did. Right. Uh, and and what it took to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And 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 you know. I think that all too often I was, I was recently, uh, my best friend from high school, uh, he is a, uh, a, a prophetic individual. He is, uh, you know, within his church, he would be considered a pastor, uh, within his church, they're called prophets. And, um, he is, you know, a reverend pastor, that type of leadership level. And he's doing, you know, writing books and public speaking and podcasting. And and we recently have been talking that, you know, how he was looking to title his, his podcast. And so we've been going round and round and round weeks, you know, he's also a brilliant marketer. So he throws, he throws little crumbs out to his, his followers and, you know, they glom on to that, helping title his, his podcast. And then he and I are talking in the background, so on and so forth. Um, it's it's remarkable uh, how oftentimes people don't put enough thought into how they title, name, or brand their initiatives. Yep. And uh, I think it's it's okay that we talk about uh, the one that I was particularly set on during our beta testing was heart and hustle. Yeah. Right. And so it goes back to our H conversation. The, yeah. Uh, the five H's, which is a, a previous episode. And I love the term hustle. It means uh, a number of positive things for me at this point in my life. Uh, it's been culturally appropriated to mean those things, yes. right? And and as a, a general society, that's that's how we that's how we view it, you know. So heart and hustle was this this idea of of leading, you know, our emotions on our sleeve, leading with our heart. I I dug it, right? I believed in it. And then you did some Googling. And we were, we were hundreds of places with that name. And we're like, huh. Yeah. Well, that's, the market's saturated with that name. Saturated, right? Yep. And so despite the fact that I felt like that original title appropriately contextualized what we wanted to talk about, the idea was that we need to be able to stand out some. We need to be able to reasonably, uh, titles, in my opinion, need to have a number of qualifiers or indicators. Yep. They need to be able to quickly uh, tell the person consuming that title, right? So, again, if you're just a consumer walking into the deli or if you are uh, a person listening or choosing a podcast, so on and so forth, we need to communicate be able to communicate certain things through those titles themselves, yes. right? And so they need to quickly tell the uh, individual, the consumer, something about you 
the producer. Yeah. Right? The, the, not not Jeffrey, the producer, but, you know, whatever you are producing as far yeah. as your product process uh, or information. And so ultimately, uh, that's why we end up with the American hustle. And right? what that is, is a combination of our tagline, the American dream is not dead. Yes. Combined with our original title of Heart and Hustle. And yes. that's how we came to the American hustle. Yes. Because, of course, I uh, as you go back... In you know a number of the the podcast episodes, I you know I'm I am a person who is wholly wholly convinced that the bootstrap um, American dream, the ability for us to transcend our current position through hard work, a growth mindset, and an appropriate network, uh, you can still rise to the top, and even if it's in your own little sphere, yeah. right? I am a I'm a firm firm believer, and and obviously folks who are employed here. Uh, share a similar vision and that's that's i think you obviously you do as well yeah um and so yeah we combine those two things equally it tells people this you know that we're 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 kind of specific to western cultures right western civilization as far as the american hustle i yeah. i i'm not i'm i'm okay saying i'm not particularly well suited to talk about what's happening in europe or you know asia or or any other vicinity of the world because i just don't know i i not rose to uh through the business models there so however at the same time i would like to think a lot of the practices that we discuss can be applied worldwide uh, without without a doubt right without a doubt but our title it it indicates where our expertise should lie absolutely right so our title in of itself says something to the to the consumer to the end user right who we're actually producing this product for yes likewise when we look at the nature of uh our parent company simpson family jeeps inc at this point when i started that as a sole proprietor there was the only place that there was a little confusion was whether or not we were a dealership or whether or not we were an automotive supply company yes right and the issue has a little bit to do with the barrier that's beyond the automotive industry. Yep. Right. Typically, typically that's not something we ran into an issue uh, within the industry. Uh, it was more so when somebody who's not particularly, you know, they're not automotive. That's not their niche. That's not their market that they're interested in. Yep. Right. So uh, as far as that business was concerned, that indicated a number of things. There were people who came. Uh, just because family was in the name. Yep. That was the most fascinating thing to me, right? For me, my original intention, my original purpose was just kind of to honor, pay homage to, you know, to the hard work of my my relatives and, and you know, what my grandparents did and what my, my parents did, self-sacrificing, working in factories and public education and so on and so forth. Um, <clears throat> it also gave an indication that we were somehow long time established. Yeah. Right? And I'm thinking, no, this was really started by like a punk 22-year-old, um, <laughs> you know, who just had like, you know, a, a abnormally big dream, yeah. which he was grossly underqualified for. Yep. You know? And, uh, and, and I intentionally had my personal name, my name in the business, Simpson, in there because... For me, that goes back to that ownership level, right? My name is on the product at the end of the day. It's a representation. There are businesses that 
are meant to be burner businesses, and uh, we have to recognize those. They typically have no name associated with them. They're quick clean. Yep. Quick, quick clean, and and I and I'm not saying quick clean themselves should you know I'm there's a thousand quick cleans out there, so right, right. I mean I'm not targeting any particular one. And there's there's different reasons for that too. Some there some, are some uh, businesses will do that because they want a level of self privacy and animosity to it. A hundred percent. They want to protect the the privacy of their family. And I gotta be honest, you build that business up, that's an easy one to sell off to somebody else. Absolutely. Right. Yep. I can build up a quick clean just. As if I am a, a developing a widget, yep. right? The, the person who's making soap in their bathroom right now or their kitchen, there is somebody out there who's building a business just to flip it. Yep. And and we have to recognize that that is a level of industry as well. And the quick cleans flip very easily because whether whether it's a Jeff who buys it or a Neil who buys it or, or anybody else, we can keep the name. We can keep on trucking. Yep. Um, and and that there is a level of animosity and privacy that follows that business model. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but that's that title it's in there. Right. And so quick clean tells us something in of itself as well. Correct. Uh, and the lack of name in there also tells us something. Yeah. Right. So as an individual, depending on what our approach is in life, if it's Johnson's cleaning or quick clean, I might be a person who I, I like, I like that personalization. I'm going to call Johnson's, right? Yeah. That tells us something. So it sometimes it has to do with who the consumer we're trying to target. Absolutely. You know? So I, I would love to I talk think, further about I was going to say, I think we're going to have to talk more about business titles. We're going to talk episode. about business titles and, and branding in that regard. Yep. Uh, you know, if you are a person right now who has CEO in your profile and – you know, I, I'm certain that you are making a super quality product. You are supporting your team. But I really want you to stare in the mirror and go, why is this in here? What is my motivation for this being in my profile? Yep. At the end of the day, you're solely responsible for that. I am a firm believer in personal responsibility. So our role here is not to, to cast doubt or shame or to judge in any capacity, but to call into question what your intentions are. And I'm going to say this. If you self-appointed your title, it's wrong. That's it's I, just wrong. It sounds pretty judgy, but I'm with you. You know <laughs> what I mean? So to say we're not here to judge, I got to tell you, that's a thing. So if you are self-appointing, if you're, if you're falling into that, that trap of, of, of kind of, you know, polishing up your experience, yep. right? Have some authenticity. And that is a big portion of what I believe those original industrialists of our American culture did. Yep. They just had authenticity. They said, this is who I am, and I'm here. I'm here to, to, to take names and kick butt. And they just let their product. Granted, you know, some of them are opportunistic or outliers or whatever. Those things always happen. Well, you and, know? I, and from someone who has reviewed thousands upon thousands of resumes, yes. I can tell you that companies can read right through that. <laughs> It is very clear and obvious to a hiring manager that that title was just made up to make yourself feel better. Isn't that the reality of the situation? There's there's this weird uh, glass ceiling between industries, right? We have this small startup industry where we fancy all these titles. Then we have these pre-established industries that have a, a wide swath of experience, and they're looking 
in at each other, right? In the lower industry, and I shouldn't say lower, it could be left, right, up, down, whatever, you know, is looking in going, oh, I want all those fancy titles. Yep. And then the other one's looking in going, oh, look how fictitious all of this stuff seems. Yep. Right? Um, <clears throat> and and that's a hard concept to share to that startup, mm-hmm. right? To that small business, to that individual who's 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 got a big, you know, big idea. To go, you look a little silly. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I can see from my position, and I share a similar title, or maybe I have a lesser title than you, you look a little silly. Yep. And 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 we have to, that's what I'm saying, folks, take some responsibility, look in that mirror real hard and go, is this my focus, or is my focus on the quality, on that QC, quality control of my product, or on the support of my team? Yep. Right? Um those are really where the substantial value of titling and naming of your positions should fall. Well, let's transition to our quote of the week. My favorite part. Let's do it. And this is my world now. The quote of the week. Always define what you want to do with your life and what you have to offer the, to the world. In terms of your favorite talent, gifts, skills, not in terms of a job title. Oh, mind blown. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, I got fine. so excited. And, and that's uh, Richard Nelson Bowles. Yeah, we're going to cr- make sure our credit union is on there, right? Oh, but I was just, I mean, I, and like I said, folks, I don't I don't listen to it or experience it until you do. And I get so excited. I get hyped up. Like I said, you know, when we talk about leading with our heart or emotionally, that's, that's who I am. Yeah. But Jeffrey just knocks it out of the park constantly. And if this... You know, and it's so valuable to say. I, I have no idea from all of our talking points and what our what we're hoping to hammer home as far as focus and what we should or shouldn't be, you know, kind of prioritizing. And then you lead, or you have this quote here, right? Yeah. Always define what you want to do with your life and what you have to offer the world. That is so cool, right? Those that's that's that focus piece again, and prioritizing those those ideal. Uh, aspects. Yep. Um, and and again, in terms of your favorite talents, gifts, skills, not in terms of that job title. It literally is a summary of what we've been talking it about is, this whole episode. Oh my gosh! I mean, thank goodness you didn't lead with it because we could have just been like, "Well, we're done, folks. <laughs> Write that one down, and uh, we'll see you next week." Right. Right. Uh, but what a what a fantastic! I I love it. Um, one of the things we're we're enacting here in our own uh, our own facility. Um, is we're actually uh, displaying these these titles. I, I hope that we get around to uh, prioritizing a small conversation about them. I love the fact that in our own world uh, here within SFJ uh, that we actually are, are talking about personal finances and social and personal developments, and we're having these quotes on the wall. Um, and I hope that our listeners, folks, that you are doing the same, put into practice some of these uh, these little things that we've learned through the good and the bad, right? Yep. Through our success and through our failures. The goal of this podcast is to have a conversation about some of the cliche or the less cliche aspects of of leadership and personal development. And we hope that it has been valuable to you, that you will continue to be part of our base And we want to have a conversation with you. This is your opportunity. You can reach out to us via our text-only number, which is 440-855-2100. Again, 
855-2100. You can text us, ask us a question, comment about uh, a quote or something that we said. Uh, equally, you can email uh, our producer, Jeff, J-E-F-F-C at S-F-J, the number 4x4.com. Those are both numbers four. Again, it's J-E-F-F-C at S-F-J-4x4.com. It is incredible for our other podcasts, how many listeners get engaged and and share commentary and talk about the podcast. We want to do that with you as well. So please reach out, share with us the good, the bad, the ugly. We don't care. We're here to have that conversation. Uh, we're really not scared about all this stuff uh, as far as, you know, if you're going to hurt our feelings. We've been there. We've done that. We're happy to clarify or share uh, some of your thoughts or concerns as well. So, folks, I hope that this has been valuable to you. We look forward to producing more of these in the future. Get out there. Do good work. Do good in the world that we have. Uh, and make it the best that you can with what you've got. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. The American dream is not dead. We want to help you along the way. With over 40 years of combined leadership experience, we want to help you succeed. Share your stories. Ask us questions and believe in the American dream. Through heart and hustle, we will show you the path of success and hopefully have a little fun along the way. You can email us at jeffc at sfj4x4.com or text us at 440-855-2100. Until next time, lead with your heart and keep hustling.